Hey there, sister. Welcome to Girl Out of Order, a podcast for women like me taking actual steps to more fully embrace their unique selves and stop trying to fit into someone else's mold. I'm your girl, Christine, and I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur, lawyer, and mama to my very own girl gang. I am fired up to help women transform what seems broken into the fuel they need to become the champions of their own damn lives. On Girl Out of Order, you'll find a community without comparison, a place where you can come as you are, but leave changed and inspired to never again deny a single part of your beautiful self in a quest to fit in. So if you're tired of feeling like you're too much and yet never enough, Girl Out of Order is your home. When you start believing that not fitting in is the perfect fit, contentment, vision, and joy will surely follow. So girls, if you're ready to do the brave work, come on in and let's get started. Welcome back to Girl Out of Order. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing straight from my heart. Because this is a Come Along With Me community and a Come Along With Me podcast. And so today I'm going to be sharing what I'm personally going through in the hopes that it might help some of you here at the beginning of the new year. Because, you know, there's a lot of pressure at the new year to vision cast, make your vision board, map out your year, schedule your dreams, book the calls, join the course, join the gym, sign up for the webinar, revamp your life, um, reinvigorate your passions. And I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form that any of those are bad. It's just for me Sometimes it can feel like a lot of pressure to fit an ideal that others have set. And then people are trying to be inspirational. They're trying to share their journeys, which is exactly what I'm doing. So there's no judgment attached to this. And in past years, honestly, I have felt that kind of um, uh, activity to be very invigorating, very hopeful, very exciting. And for some reason this year, it's not the reality for me. And I woke up this morning in such um, an anxiousness, to be honest. I didn't sleep well. I woke up at 3, 4, 5 a.m. thrashing and feeling like all of this unfinished business because I hadn't cast my vision. I hadn't redone my life masterpiece. I hadn't done my rapid planning method. I hadn't, you know, planned out my 2024 or things I hadn't even really sat down to contemplate or allow to percolate from 2023. And I woke up so sad and frustrated. And I thought, what? I need to inquire. I need to figure out what is going on in my brain. What is going on in my soul that it's waking me up in the middle of the night because I haven't planned out my 2024. I haven't done my vision board. And I'll be super honest, for the last four years or so, I've done exactly that. I've done my vision board. I came on a date with Destiny in 2022 and I had my whole big date with destiny board done. And I felt so on fire to start the year. And this year I'm just not feeling it at that same level, but I'm still feeling the pull towards it. Does that make sense? 
Like I'm not feeling the same inspiration, but I'm feeling the same pressure. And so what I want to talk to you about today, and this is going to be a much shorter episode because we're just sort of setting the stage for the beginning of the year. I want to talk to you about giving yourself grace in the new year. Now, grace is a term that means different things to different people. In the religious context, in the Christian context, it's unmerited favor from God. That's grace. And in the context for our podcast today, I want to talk about giving yourself compassion as you enter into the new year. Because oftentimes we set these lofty, big, beautiful, gorgeous goals and we stick to them for a while and then we peter out and then we feel guilty and then we feel shame and then we slide backwards because we've set such high lofty goals, but we haven't really evaluated where we are at in our brains and in our hearts and in our lives when we set those big audacious goals. Now, hear me. I am a super fan of big, bold, audacious goals, and I have some for 2024. I absolutely do. What I want to talk to you about is the timing of setting these big, bold, audacious goals. And not just setting them, but scheduling them. Because here's where I think my anxiety is coming from. And I'm hoping this will resonate with somebody out there. Like I said, typically I've done my vision board. I spend New Year's Eve looking back and and highlighting the things in 2023. And I've done a little bit of that. But for some reason this year, I just couldn't get through the retrospective of 2023, and I couldn't get the motivation or don't haven't yet gotten the motivation to do the look ahead for 2024. And I've been feeling the shame creeping in. I've met, met with my coach who is the opposite of shaming. She's phenomenal and she always encourages me and she lifts me up and she gets my head right. And I'm even coaching someone right now and I'm giving her the same kind of I'm not going to call it a pep talk, but guidance and and leading her and guiding her to evaluating and setting her own goals. But what I want to say is that there's a timing issue. And in that timing issue, I woke up this morning and I thought, I need to give myself grace to maybe allow This vision casting, this vision board, this goal setting, this look ahead, and even the look back to unfold a little bit more organically in her own time. Because what I realized this year, and this is for me, it may not apply to many of you, but I'm betting there are some of you this will resonate with you. The holidays were beautiful and hard. The holidays were filled with activity and exhaustion. The holidays were filled with children coming home and leaving. And the holidays were filled with celebration and grieving. Because it's been a year since my mama died. And I remember 
And I've even looked back at my journal from January 1st of 2023 and I was on a high, baby. I had gotten a phone call and a message from Siri and Beck, my heroes, my mentors, people that I didn't even know knew I existed. And I was blown away and so excited. And I was still on the high from date with destiny. And I was just rip roaring about my goals. And I leased my first car in my own name and my business. And I just was on top of the freaking world. And then I wasn't. And then on January 2nd, I got the call from my mom's husband that she wanted to die, that she was ready to go. And I had to hop on a plane and fly to Florida with the very foolish (laughs) belief that I could talk her out of it, believe it or not. And within 24 hours, mama was gone. And I know I've told this story before, and this isn't about my mom's death, not entirely. But as I started inquiring about this anxiety and this frustration with myself for not doing the thing that I keep talking about and putting it out there and starting the next course and building the next group and filling out the community and launching the dream and just doing a damn vision board for God's sakes. The still, small voice came in and said, your mom died and you're still hurting. And I thought to myself, so freaking what? I have to go on. Life is going on. I'm not dead. I didn't die. Why should I have to stay in this place of freaking sadness and paralysis? And then the still small voice came in again and said, because that's what grieving needs. So I don't know what it is for you that may be running in the background. Because see, this is not something I think about every day. I mean, I probably think about my mom every day in some way, shape, or form. I feel she's everywhere. But I don't sit in grief. It's not who I am. It's not how I process but what I came to understand in the dark of night as I'm thrashing in my bed and my shitty committee is on full blast in my head. You haven't done this. You haven't done that. You failed at this. You didn't keep your word to yourself and others. You are an imposter. As that was on full blast, I really felt a beautiful, calm voice. It took me a while to listen. I'll be honest. That said, where's the grace? Where's the self-compassion? Self-compassion is being understanding and forgiving towards yourself when things don't go as planned. So can you show yourself grace in the new year? I mean, it's I'm recording this on January 7th. For God's sakes, we're only a week in and I'm already beating myself up because I haven't cast my vision Because I haven't joined the group, because I haven't made the commitment, because I haven't made the call. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Because I've been engaging in so much comparison. Do you do that? 
And it's not just comparison to others that you see on social media and all the, the influencers and the people that you admire and follow and your mentors and your gurus, if you will, whoever it is that you feel so inspired by. It's not just them doing the thing because remember, they've been doing the thing for decades sometimes. So they've got the thing kind of automated, but it's not that. It's the comparison to myself and the standards that I have for myself. Because as I do the I am the voice meditation or incantation, if you've heard me do this through Tony Robbins, one of the things is set a new standard, step up, step up, step up. And so I'm setting these new standards for myself. And I feel like I'm failing because I'm not giving myself grace. What else is grace? Self-compassion, but it's also acceptance. It's accepting that your flaws and imperfections exist without harsh self-judgment. Sean and I, um, thankfully, my my stress fracture from Fiji is healing. And so we're out walking and jogging out in the in the snow and in the in the forest, and it's it's beautiful and it's calming, and we're having so many deep talks. And um he said again, like I said, if I had told him today, if I had a dollar for every time someone says this to me, I'd be sitting pretty. You're so damn hard on yourself. And if anybody's listening to this who knows me personally, it's not a mystery that I'm hard on myself because being hard on myself has served me in other areas. It has caused me to pursue greatness. It has caused me to become a state champion runner, get the law degree, start the law firm, start the podcast because I push myself and I set high standards for myself. Those are beautiful things. And what is also true is I don't accept my flaws. And sometimes I don't accept where I'm at, even if it's not a flaw, without harsh self-judgment. I judge myself harshly because I don't feel like I've measured up. So I want to give myself more grace as my new year unfolds. I don't want to rush headlong into my new year with all of this intensity that isn't congruent with where I'm at. If I don't have the clarity or I can't think straight because my heart is hurting or I'm grieving that my kids have gone back and the house is so quiet, can I give myself love and acceptance? What else is grace? Can I give myself kindness, self-compassion, acceptance, kindness? Can I treat myself with the same kindness and empathy that I would offer to a friend or another loved one facing a similar situation. Yes, I can, but will I? Sister, will you? As you start to vision cast for your new year, as you start to unfold, you know, your dream buckets and your plans and your map and your excitement for what's to come, can you be kind? If it doesn't happen as fast for you as you would like it to. Because I'm committing to you that I will do that. Because this anxiety in the middle of the night is not going to continue. Because it's cruel. 
I'm reading Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown and I just started it and I swear to God, if I didn't have a job or a life to live or have to eat, I would literally just sit there and read and digest, take it in because it is profound. And it's, um, see the subtitle is mapping meaningful connection and the language of human experience. You know, Brene Brown uses all kinds of big phrases, but basically what she's doing is mapping human emotions and defining them and really drilling down on the language that we use to describe human emotions. And not coincidentally, I was reading about anxiety today. And I was realizing that, because I use worry and anxiety interchangeably, but she beautifully laid it out. She said, worry is the action part of anxiety. Because worry is where we start taking action and having thoughts that are feeding our anxiety. And so that shitty committee I was talking about, like I said, was on full blast with all of these thoughts that were just slamming me so hard that the anxiety was paralyzing and the sleep was elusive. It doesn't have to be that way because I get to control my thoughts because I get to be in charge of my shitty committee and I get to silence it. Because I don't have to believe those shitty thoughts. I don't have to listen to that committee that does not have my best interest at heart because it's not kind. I was in church this morning and I I ran into a former client of mine who I know had gone through some incredibly traumatic experiences during her divorce process. And I know that she has struggled to heal and get back on her feet, but I'm listening to her and I'm loving on her and I'm sending her good energies and, and I'm feeling so much tenderness towards her. And I thought to myself as I walked away, girl, do you do that for yourself? Not well yet. Starting with this podcast, which is why I just jumped on in the state that I'm in because I want to be your sister on the path. And I got a text message from my friend Zakiel, Z as I like to call her. And she's flying up here on Tuesday morning. And we're going to be doing business mastery alongside one another with Tony Robbins. And I've even managed to shit on that because I managed to get anxious about that. And I'm anxious about like, is this the right thing? Is she going to feel comfortable here? What's like, <laughs> you know, do you hear just the yuck? And she sent me the most beautiful text today and said T minus two days. And I thought, good God, Christine, your shitty committee has got no place here because the kindness that I wanted, I am showing to my friend, I'm going to show to me. And Zia is so good at calling me out. She also is like, girl, you are way too hard on yourself. And then she also said to me, do not talk to my friend that way. When I was talking to myself in a shitty manner. So kindness, that's part of grace. And then learning from mistakes. That's another part of showing grace to yourself in the new year. So you could call it like embracing. The, well, let me back up and say it a different way. Got a little ahead of myself. Learning from mistakes. It's embracing the opportunity for growth, right? And improvement rather than dwelling on your shortcomings. If you fail, good. If you fail, good. Have you ever heard of Jocko? Um, he has this podcast and he's like, 
You failed? Good. You didn't get the job? Good. He says good after everything. If you fail, good. There's learning to be had because you didn't fail, you learned. You didn't fail, you grew. If you didn't get what you thought you were going to get or what you didn't get done by the time you thought you were going to get it done, good. Learn from it. What I'm learning from my process is that grief has to have a home here. Even though I didn't choose it, even though I don't want it, I want it to go away. I want it icky. It's icky. I want it off me. I'm learning that I need to be in this place. And even though it's not a mistake, mistakes have been made because I've pushed it away. I don't know if that makes sense. Hopefully that lands with you. But when you make mistakes, can you choose to learn? That's showing yourself grace. And then lastly, prioritizing self-care. The pastor in our church today was talking about slowing down, which is appropriate after the new year or after the holidays. And it's the opposite so often of what we do. We don't slow down. We're like, yes, let's get it. Let's go. Let's join the gym. Let's take the course. Let's start the new podcast. All those things. We, we go, 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 go. And we never rest. We never breathe. We don't allow space for creativity to flow organically out of us. We just rush headlong into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. What does self-care look like for you? For me, self-care looks like giving myself time to take deep breaths instead of constantly being busy. It's taking the time to literally lay out the routines that I'm already doing so that I can see that I am taking care of my mind, my body, and my spirit. So prioritizing self-care could be laying out what that routine is for me. Because I'm so hard on myself with my morning routines. I'm like, I just don't have a morning routine. I just don't stick to things. So when I was doing my planning for the week this morning, I was laying out the things that I've been doing every day. And I'm like, damn, I have not been showing myself grace. Because I've been doing a lot of things that are so important to my mental, physical, and emotional well-being. And I didn't give myself credit. So I'll add that. I'm going to add that to this. I had a list. I said, lastly, prioritizing self-care. Just kidding. Not lastly. I don't even know if this is the last one. We'll see what comes out. But celebrating and giving yourself credit. So we've got self-compassion, acceptance, kindness, learning from your mistakes, prioritizing self-care, and sisters, celebration. It can be the tiniest, tiniest thing to celebrate. You got five minutes earlier. Boom, let's go. You walked outside instead of sitting, instead of not taking care of your body, you took a 10-minute walk celebrate it. You made the hard call. Celebrate it. You made a two millimeter shift of any kind. Did you take the time to celebrate? When I was having my anxiety attack in the middle of the night, 
I started going over all the things from yesterday, all the beautiful things, the conversation with my friend Pam. It was amazing. Her, her webinar, which is incredible. Getting my nails done with my daughter, Sophie. Watching my daughter, Sophie, play volleyball. Sitting in the hot tub with my sweetheart. Walking in the woods with my sweetheart and dogs. Like I, I literally started just playing them over and playing them over because it caused moments of celebration, which opened the pathway for grace. So what can you do with this at the beginning of your 2024? What can you do with the concept of showing yourself grace? How can you take it from concept to reality? For me, it's going to start with celebration and gratitude. It's going to start with prioritizing my self-care because those are going well. And it's going to involve no more comparison, but rather inspiration. We can be inspired by others, not downtrodden or hard on ourselves because we feel like we don't measure up. What is it for you that will open the pathways for you to show yourself grace as your year unfolds? One of the things that came to my mind is I'm going to set a new standard for my new year. I'm not going to beat myself up because I haven't launched all the things with all the other people launching the things at the same time. I'm not going to beat myself up because I haven't gotten all of the vision done by the beginning of January because I believe that I'm going to need to allow the beginning of January each year for a time to be open to the emotions that are going to come because I lost my mom. That time of year has to be reserved for her memory and whatever emotions come. That time of year has to be reserved for feeling all the feels when the children go back to college and the house gets quiet again. And I'm going to learn to be gracious to myself and allow myself to sit in the silence and the quiet and let the emotions come as they will. And then I'm going to set a new standard for laying out my 2024 because I believe firmly in laying out your 2024. Do not get me wrong, but I'm going to give myself till the end of January to do the vision board, to finish my date with destiny board, to complete Tony Robbins power of momentum, to plan out my quarters, to schedule the courses, to lay out the podcast plan. It's all still going to happen, but I get to decide the time frame for me with my situation, with my grieving heart, and I'm not going to compare myself to my other sisters and brothers out there doing the good work, but I'm going to celebrate the heck out of them. And then I'm going to daily And I mean daily, I don't commit to daily very often, but I mean daily, find things to celebrate that I have made progress in, 
Because when I make those two millimeter shifts each day and I show myself grace along the way, I'm going to look back on January 31st and be like, damn girl, not only did you do the things, but you loved yourself well. You loved yourself with the kind of love and compassion and kindness that you love others. And as I get ready to welcome my friend Z into my home and do business mastery again with Tony Robbins, which is phenomenal, I'm not going to look around at everybody else's process that are doing business mastery because some of them are going to be so much further along than me. I am going to be grateful that I am there. I'm going to learn what God has for me. And I'm going to live out my new primary question, which is how can I more fully experience and enjoy God's purpose for me in this moment now? Sisters, that is grace. And so I invite you this week to ask yourself and be honest, am I showing myself grace in the new year? Am I setting myself up for success? Or am I possibly setting myself up for failure because I'm rushing headlong into a planning and preparation that's not congruent with where I'm at? And then ask yourself, how can I be more gracious to myself as my new, beautiful, gorgeous year unfolds? As we like to say in Unleash Your Power Within, you are exactly where you need to be. You've shown up at exactly the right time. And you are exactly enough, sister. And so am I. Until next time, we are so in this together. We are walking alongside each other as sisters on the path. I love you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Girl Out of Order. This episode on grace was so important, not only for me to do, but hopefully for you. Do me a favor, please share this podcast wherever you listen and wherever you show up on social media. Let's get this message out far and wide. And I have a special, special request. I am asking that every listener of this podcast go on whatever platform you listen to. Please do a review because this is how we will get our message out to more people far and wide. And please join the Girl Out of Order community. We want you in there. Our community needs what only you can give. And we have so many exciting things unfolding in the month of January in the Girl Out of Order community. And we want you to be a part of it. So I'll see you inside. Until next time, keep being a girl out of order because you are exactly the person you're supposed to.